Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. girls water like that You're i had like, oh. to prep my voice i mean that's what it takes but i've never seen that before <laughs> in all eight episodes that was a new experience for me <laughs> welcome back to break out the popcorn episode number eight where give me that energy girl i love that that is my newscaster voice Anyways, back to you, Rico, and then flip it around back to me because I'm going to read out the title. And what we're doing today, we are sorting Harry Potter characters into hog... We're not sorting Harry Potter characters. No. We're sorting random-ass characters into Hogwarts houses. Yeah. I'm also very confused about flipping it from me to you to you to me. Because, you know, broadcasters are like, back oh, to back you, to Susan. You. Okay, okay, okay. Cool, cool. Back to you, Susan. Now back to me, Christine. Do, do Susan and Christine live rent-free in your head? Honestly, I just, the name Susan is every, like... Telecaster? On, no, just honestly, every white woman. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Okay, so how's your day going? Oh, look at you. You remembered to ask. Not gonna high, high five. five. High five me. Just, just finger. Finger high five. Boop. There you go. All Not right. Not put our audience through the noise of a <clears throat> high five. Sure. Uh, my day's cool. Um, work sucked. I told two people about the podcast... And uh, they're like, oh, well, what's the name of the podcast? I was like, I'm not going to tell you. You're just going to have to find it. Yeah, if they find it, it's cool. If they don't find Granted. it, I'm not going to tell them. They can definitely look up Rico Jamont and find it. Oh, yeah, no, I don't doubt it. But I did tell them that I talk a lot of shit. Well, I So, did. Cheryl, if you're listening, <laughs> I told you. He just did finger guns. You guys can't see it. I don't know why he did it at the microphone. I don't know either. <laughs> it was just, it felt right. Well, I did tell my, uh, my TikTok. I didn't really tell him about the podcast. I just told him I have a podcast. And told him to stream through the link in my bio. So, uh, you know. Did you really? Yeah, you saw the TikTok. Can you put that in your bio? Like, that'd be cool, too. Yeah, I guess I probably can. Yeah. Be like, stream my... Co-host at Break Out the Popcorn. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, okay. Maybe we can do that. All we right. really need to get our TikTok page up and running, though. I've been trying to think of good movie content to post. Like, should I do movie fun facts? Should I do, like... I don't know. You I was thinking about doing me. it, too. We'll get on that. Um, so anyway, let's get into sorting these random characters into Absolutely. Hogwarts houses. So, um, into Hogwarts houses. Is that not what it is? Hogwarts. Plural. Multiple warts on the hog, okay? Gross. So anyways, um, before we sort random characters, do we want to talk about what our houses are? I'm a Slytherin. Yeah, really. Me too. That was easy. Moving on. <laughs> no, um, so we took the... Pottermore quiz 
And it basically tells you, or it, it sorts your characteristics into Hogwarts houses. And it sorts them really uniquely. It's not your stereotypical BuzzFeed quiz on, ooh, pick a color. Is it red? I mean, they do blue? ask you, like, what color. No, you like it's like, that. choose between black and white. And, like, it gives you these really in-depth scenarios that there's not an obvious, oh, Slytherin answer. Oh, it's an obvious Gryffindor answer. Like, it's really kind of tricky. And that's what I like about Pottermore to an extent is that, I mean, while, yes, it's not your typical BuzzFeed quiz, it the, the weird questions that it asks you kind of dive deeper into, like, who you are as a person. And so it really doesn't have any rhyme or reason. Anyway, um, let's just go ahead and get into the house quality so you can understand more, more or less, you know, what their values are, where they stand. So, you know, a lot of people are familiar with Gryffindor being the good guys, but they're not always. That's the thing. You can be from any house and be just as good as Gryffindor. It's just Gryffindor is looked on upon as the good guys because of Harry. Yeah, just because we're seeing the series through Harry's perspective. So, of course, him being Gryffindor, Gryffindor, he identifies with, oh, I'm the hero of the story. Every Gryffindor is good. But we obviously see people like Peter Pettigrew that are Gryffindors, and they're not necessarily good. I completely forgot he was a Gryffindor. Yep, most people do. So, because he did align himself with Slytherins who were the bad guys of the movie. But anyway. Well, he hung out primarily with Gryffindors, but he was seduced by the dark side. Um, Which by just so happened to be a Slytherin. Yeah, but there are people that go bad that, you know, there are good people in Slytherin, bad people in Slytherin, good people in Gryffindor, bad people in Gryffindor. So don't always assume. We're just trying to up-talk Slytherins at this point, trying to get their, their name from the uh, bad guy connotation. Honestly. Um, so Gryffindors uh, value courage, determination, they're daring, uh, they have a lot of bravery and nerve, and they're also very chivalrous and sometimes reckless. So, um, Gryffindors are really known for being very quick to act. They don't think through decisions all the time. They are very Kinda much... Like Harry. Yeah, they're very much um, the person who responds to things. Like Harry? Yeah, I mean, exactly like Harry. And running into all these different obstacles and problems and then like yeah i'm 11 but i can fight voldemort again and you know damn near destroy hogwarts yeah it's uh, gryffindors they are so brave and they do have a lot of nerve and everything like that and that sometimes gets them in trouble because they don't always have these well thought out plans hermione is like the one that keeps her keeps them all on track right um, so the next we have Hufflepuffs, which are actually a little more of my favorite than Gryffindors. I mean, I guess it's not a, how do I rank them in my personal opinion, but Gryffindors are last on my list. Um, Hufflepuffs value hard work, dedication, patience, fair play, justice, modesty, and loyalty. Um, and they also have a strong moral code for the sense of right and wrong. So Hufflepuffs, I love you have how to you remember. Yeah, just... I just have to like you know top it off for you it's your favorite Um, series i understand yeah helga hufflepuff kind of instead of being like oh i want the smart ones i want the ambitious ones i want the brave ones she was like i'll take anyone who like has a good sense of heart and that's not saying that hufflepuffs can't be you know like bad Mm -hmm. but they do 
try to think of them as like, you know, what is the scales of justice? Mm-hmm. Like that, I, I very much think of those people as Hufflepuffs. Okay. Like Hufflepuffs would make great lawyers. I believe it. And so that's, that's another thing is a lot of people see them as the dumb character or the side character or the burnout character. Like just this lame uh, house. And honestly, it's not that they're lame. They're just very, like I said, just they have a strong moral code. They want to do the right thing. And I think Newt Scamander brought a lot of like light to the Hufflepuff community because it showed that, hey, Newt Scamander is like, He's pretty brave himself going after all these, like, what most people would be saying are dangerous animals or dangerous mm-hmm. creatures. Um, so he was brave, but in the end, he has a very, very strong moral code of, no, I need to do right by these animals. I need to put them where they belong. I need to make sure that they are, you know, supposed to be where they are. And for those of you who do not know who Newt's Commander is, that is from Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Great series. Dumb plot. But anyway, um, something else that I wanted to mention about Hufflepuffs. Um, what's their animal again? Um, badgers. Honey badgers? I think just badgers. Well, I'm going to say honey badger because it's yellow and they're badgers. So oh, I don't honey think honey badgers, badgers are yellow. Honey is yellow. Okay, okay, that's the connection. Yeah. Gotcha. So honey badgers, and what do honey badgers not care about? They don't give a fuck. Exactly. Continuing. So Hufflepuffs are pretty badass, in my opinion. Connie, would you like to read the other two? Well, sure. Are you going to chime in? I don't think I can the way okay. that you do. Um, so Slytherins, obviously, that is our home house, so that's our favorite one. I'm Number so- one. Number one. Slytherins are known for being very ambitious, very cunning. Um, They're good leaders. They have a strong sense of self-preservation. So it's kind of like a no matter what, I'm always going to look out for myself, which can be seen as like bad, I guess. But moving on. (laughs) You didn't have anything for that, did you? (laughs) Well, no, like, I mean, it's not necessarily bad that you have self-preservation. You also have to understand that like, Maybe in the sense of self-preservation and wanting to get to the top, like, what if another person is just not doing the right thing and they're like a Hufflepuff or a Ravenclaw or a Gryffindor? They're going to work their – they're going to do whatever they have to do to get to the top to take that person out of position, regardless yeah. of its good or bad power that they seek. It's just – they're going to do whatever it takes to get there. They're not going to... They're, they're the hustlers, basically. Yeah, that's how I view them. They're also... I guess I could interject. Yeah. So, um, they're also prideful, of course, as are Gryffindors. I know we didn't list prideful and Gryffindors. Um, yeah. But Gryffindors are very prideful. I think Slytherin and Gryffindors are the most prideful houses. Maybe mm-hmm. it's because it's from Harry's perspective. But, you know. Um, and they're also very resourceful. So, just like self-preservation self-preservation they'll kind of do anything um in order to get to the top and that's what is a quote that a lot of people reference is slytherins will do anything to get their way which yeah if i have to manipulate some things to get to where i need to be in order to save myself absolutely yeah i um i'm not gonna sit here and lie and say that i've never manipulated situations to get my way out of things Mm-hmm. Um, you're smiling. 
I'm not going to speak on it, though. Yeah, I know. Um, but, I mean, you don't always have to see those qualities as bad. You know, they are very ambitious. They do have a natural leadership to them. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's just my take on Slytherins. So, when I steal your your phone and jump on your TikTok to promote my podcast, you know it's because I'm a Slytherin. Yeah, absolutely. You're cunning. You're sly. So moving on to Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw is one of those movies, well, not one of those movies, but one of those houses that... <laughs> I'm sorry, my brain well, I'm broke when you said that. Ravenclaw is one of those houses that hasn't got its time to shine just yet. Oh, you were trying to say like they didn't get their time yeah, to shine in the movies. That's you, why I said they're one of those movies. Got Fantastic it. Beast has Newt, who's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Harry Potter focused mainly on Slytherin and Gryffindors. We had a handful of Ravenclaws, right. and that's it. So we don't really have... We have information on them, obviously, but um, we don't really have like a lot of main characters huge characters yeah i think cho chang cho is the and, only one that we have no we have luna too okay i don't know luna was i thought she was a hufflepuff for some yeah. reason that's why when you think of ravenclaw i know a lot of people are gonna think oh they're nerds they're like always in the library books i was actually that was my second house actually yeah well and that's the thing is ravenclaws aren't always gonna be like the hyper intelligent straight a students mm-hmm. they are intelligent but they're also create um creative they are really curious about things they're very accepting of like open-mindedness you know Mm -hmm. like learning more about things that they don't know about um they're very into learning of course they're known for their wisdom and their wit so they're pretty witty like they're quick with the comebacks because they can think quickly and i think ravenclaw is one of those really unique houses because in order to get into the common room you have to answer a riddle it's not like oh here's the password the password to their common room is a riddle that you have to answer. So you have to be smart. To some degree. Yeah, because even... McGon- what if they like just told you the answer to the riddle? I don't know if the riddle changes every time. Oh. Well, I know that um, like it doesn't always have to be the same exact answer. Like You could give variations for what you interpret as the answer. And okay. it'll be like, okay, yeah, for sure, go ahead. Nice. So like with Luna, she... I don't know if she's book smart or not. But she was very smart in things that are, like, otherworldly that other people couldn't see or stuff like that. And Ravenclaw was like, yeah, you're a part of us. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why you got Ravenclaw's number two, because you're very yeah. creative. Thank you. Well, I think you're the best Slytherin that I know. Thank you. That means I'm lying. a lot to me. I'm lying. Um, I'm the best Slytherin that I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. You're the second best. Well, thanks. moving on um we're gonna sort some random characters so me and rico we're gonna alternate characters he made a list for me and i made a list for him and he's gonna be starting us off today i would start y'all off but connie i need you to just um pad the dead air time because i have to run and go grab a charge because i forgot my notes are also on my phone okay uh yeah you're good so let's talk a little bit about my passion for harry potter and see how fast it takes rico to get back in here so, I really think that Ravenclaw deserve, deserves its own movie. And I really think that maybe we could get, like, an artsy type. Like, ooh, like, Booksmart. If y'all have ever seen Booksmart, that's a great movie. I think they might be two Ravenclaws. I mean, God, I maybe tripped. we did get a Ravenclaw character already. We already got a Ravenclaw movie. Who? I'm not going to tell you until you listen back and edit this podcast. Okay, because I'm, like, deeply out of breath. Why did you grab your three-pound bag of gummy worms? Um, I was hungry. 
Okay. I need a snack. So, moving on to our first character. Rico, who do you have? Um, So, I have Krunk from Emperor's New Group. Krunk? Krunk. 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 You said Krunk. Crinkle. So, um, his characteristics are he's loyal, he's kind, he's a people pleaser, he has a great moral compass, he's good-hearted, and he's gentle. I think when I was doing these notes, I kind of started giving away a lot of characteristics. Um, maybe a little more characteristics than I'd like. So, I think it's because you were trying to, um, like make me agree with you uh so are there any like um i mean i think kronk is pretty brave he likes helping people as well and he's pretty chivalrous yeah so i personally put him under gryffindor really but i want to know what you think so i personally think he's a hufflepuff because he is loyal and kind and generous (laughs) yes all of the above. But I think he's very loyal to Yzma because right. he wants to help her. He's very much like a people pleaser. But I mean, then yeah. but then whenever she insults his spinach puffs, he's like, you know what, Yzma? I'm out. I'm no longer trying to poison Cusco. Cusco's poison. The poison for, for Cusco. Cusco. Yeah, he's <laughs> he finally is like, you know what? No, I'm done. And also, he teaches he can speak squirrelies. That's squirrelist. Still. Um, so, I'm saying Hufflepuff, personally. Okay, I rock with that. Um, can we watch that movie tonight? Emperor's New Groove? Yeah. Absolutely. It is absolutely my favorite movie. I don't think it is. It definitely is. Is it really? It's one of my favorite movies. Like Does it beat Scooby-Doo? It is uh-huh. right under Scooby-Doo. Uh-huh. That's what I thought. So, so I'm just I'm naming the entire <laughs> Harry Potter franchise as one movie, entire Star Wars franchise as one movie, and entire then... Scooby Doo as one movie. <laughs> mm, Scooby Doo and Zombie Island. Okay. And then it's Emperor's New Groove. Mm, what about Cyber Chase? Uh, it's not that high up there for me. Ah, oh, I thought I was gonna get you again. No. Um. Mm. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, so one of my characters, you have to, um, you have to excuse me because. Personally, um, I've actually never watched this movie, so... I've forced you to watch at least, like, ten minutes of it at before least you... ten minutes insulted it. No, you insulted it, and then I, and then I got, got very upset, because it's yeah. one of my favorite movies ever. That's why I put it in here, because I'm, I wanted to make sure I included it. It's one of your favorite movies. Right. So I don't know if this character is actually... <clears throat> I read a lot of Wikipedia pages, so okay. hopefully he is a big character. Um, it is Swan from the warriors Mm -hmm. um so what i kind of observed about him from various wikipedia pages (laughs) tried not to use the game as a reference okay because i I wasn't able to play the game as a kid really yeah my dad didn't want to get it for me and then my cousin snuck it to me on the side Mm -hmm. he's like hey dog look i got you like i've already beat it Mm -hmm. and i have a ps3 so i'm gonna give you my ps2 copy oh so sweet it was sweet until I looked at the back of it and it was like all scratched up. Oh, damn. Yeah, so I never got to play it. So, Swan from the Warriors, um, the traits I observed from him is that he's a leader when needed. He's not mm-hmm. he's not somebody that inserts himself as a leader, but when it came to be his turn, he was like, yeah, I'll step up. Um, he's not afraid to stand up and fight after he's challenged, um, but he doesn't necessarily always fight with his fists. Sometimes he fights with just his persona. He'll just 
be intense enough to kind of stare you down. Yeah. So he really thinks things through, making plans, contingency plans. Like, mm-hmm. he's very thorough in all of his actions. And he's really calm. Like, very serious, usually. He yeah. doesn't... He's not quick to anger. Yeah. So, what do you think he is? Um, I want to say that he is not... Um, hmm, that's actually a tough one. I'm going to go ahead and say that he is a Hufflepuff. Really? I mean, I don't know. I. Okay, so we said Hufflepuffs are hard work, patience, loyalty, but he doesn't... Strong, Play loyal, fair. Code. Yeah. So I'm going to say he's a Ravenclaw, actually. Really? Yeah. He's intelligent? Mm, yeah, he's pretty smart. He's witty? Mm, when he wants to be. Okay, because it said that he didn't talk much. In the he movie. didn't, but oh. I'm just trying to... I, yeah. I, I mean, wasn't expecting Swan. Well, <laughs> so. I'm, I, like, I tried to pick characters that you... You wouldn't expect me to pick anybody from right. the Warriors because, you know, I didn't watch that movie, so... Yeah. Um... Like I said, I, I really wasn't expecting Swan. Um, he's such a just a deep character that he wants to be part of the gang, but he's kind of not part of the gang. Yeah. Um, he was just kind of forced into the leadership role, so it's kind of hard to put him in a house. I mean, like I said, I think maybe a Ravenclaw. Okay. Um, personally, I got very Slytherin vibes from him. Okay. Um, just because he is very thorough in all of his plans. Mm-hmm. He thinks things through fully. He's not somebody who's very quick to anger and then, you know, just go and do things kind mm-hmm. of crazy. Um, and but then like, also, like, um, the leadership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but I don't think he he jumped in line to be the top guy. And I don't really necessarily think that all Slytherins would, you know? I mean, they, they like, strive to be on top. Well, you have to think, Crab and Goyle... I mean, yeah, you're right. They were a-okay with their positions as long as it kept them safe. Yeah, that does fall into the self-preservation. Yeah. Well, okay. So. And then he's like, well, well, then again, he's a gang leader. So yeah. he's looking out for the best of the gang. Mm-hmm. So like all his friends. I mean, but also you have to think Snape looks out for other people, although he's a Slytherin too. Okay, you're just going to try to outwit me in Harry Potter knowledge this whole time? Look, I'm just trying to tell you my opinion. Okay, so what I have for you is our girl, my favorite drama queen, Regina George. I love her. You gonna tell me her characteristics? I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Sorry, I can I tell just... you what house she's in. Tell <laughs> yeah, me I mean, that, that's what I was thinking. I mean, I guess we're just reading this for is... the listeners. Hold on, we're gonna read this for the listeners, and then okay. you can tell us, okay? All right, Cap. So for you guys who don't know Regina George, um, she's manipulative. Manipulative. I can't say that word ever. Um, it comes up a lot she's ruthless and determined to stay on top so i mean that really i should tell you really um she has an unshakable confidence even whenever she got hit by a fucking bus yeah and she has insane ambition i mean i think she is somebody who really strives to be the best at anything Uh uh-huh um, I think the answer is a really obvious. A really obvious one. That's Slytherin. Yeah. She's a tried and true Slytherin in all honesty. Mm-hmm. So my next character for you is actually from um, a show. It's from the Netflix show, um, The Queen's Gambit. Okay. I know you loved that show. I fucking do love that show. So it is Miss Beth Harmon, our main character. Beth? Mm-hmm. Not going to call her what I want to call her. 
And Anna Taylor Joy. Anna Joy Taylor. No. Um, it starts with a B, ends with an E, and it has a one letter in the middle. Oh, that, it's Bay. Bay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, only with the red hair, though. I didn't care for yeah. blonde and black hair. But, so, um, do, so do you want me to read Harmon. her? Her qualities? Yeah, go for it, because I'm okay. still trying to decide what she is, too. Okay, so she's very confident. She's not easily intimidated, but she can be cocky and arrogant sometimes. Okay, okay. All right? She's very serious and almost too serious. Mm-hmm. She does eventually have an open mind, mm-hmm. um, so she is willing to learn new things. Um, but she's also very blunt. She's mm-hmm. very to the point. And she's also very persistent. She's never willing to give up, even when it looks like she probably won't. She's going to lose. She will not. Right. So I've seen the show. I love the show. Um, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who's still watching it for some reason. Um, or those of you who haven't found it yet. But I, I do mean, recommend it. Obviously, she wins the chess match. I spoiled it there. You did. But she wins a lot of chess matches. So That's the like, entire joke. Yeah, you don't, yeah. you don't know which one it is. So while I want to say she's a Gryffindor, I'm going to say she is definitely a Ravenclaw. See, I originally thought Gryffindor as well, um, because she's very much the reactive type of person. Mm-hmm. But after reading the qualities out loud, I kind of leaned more towards Ravenclaw, Ravenclaw. as well. Yeah. Yeah, just because she kind of takes everything in. She doesn't she is reckless. Very much. But she doesn't take any like brave steps or anything like that. No. She very much thinks her, her plans through. Yeah. She she values knowledge because she wants to learn from everybody. Whenever she was a girl, she was in like the Catholic school and it was like, oh, well, you can either be with the other girls playing dolls or you can run off to some creepy guy's basement and learn how to play chess. Okay, that's not how that show goes. That is exactly how that went down. Look, the show is not going to go how you think it goes if that is your summary. Um, but yeah, I would agree. Ravenclaw. Yeah. I know. I know it's very like typecasting but not typecasting but i know it's very like oh the smart girl goes to ravenclaw but i mean hey sometimes it sits and if it sits it fits absolutely so i have for you miss opposite of regina george or well not really opposite because she kind of becomes her in the end but i have katie heron from mean girls yes miss katie heron okay um what this is when Lindsay lohan was still cute and yeah. not scary and trying to abduct children abduct i can't speak today it's the gummy worms it's there she's trying to abduct them quack, abduct quack. Them. <laughs> yes okay so tell me about her um so she does well whenever she was you know in the beginning of the movie uh she was very nice very you know loyal to her friends very uh driven open-minded and then later on in the movie, we see that she's manipulative. Mm-hmm. See, I said it right this time. I love it. Um, she is intelligent still. She joined the mathletes. Right. Um, but she kind of just becomes a bitch towards the end. I mean, no, she does redeem herself at the end. Remember whenever Regina gets hit by, hit by a bus? I guess. She's kind of forced to redeem herself. I guess. Um, well, let me see. I think personally she would be a Ravenclaw. And I know that you're thinking, Connie, what the fuck? But the reason I'm saying that is because she's insanely smart. Mm-hmm. All right. 
you have to be, I think, some degree of smart to be that manipulative in order to switch personalities like that. Okay, you have to have some high level of intelligence to be able to completely flip and do a 180 and then kind of go back to yourself. But she's very smart. She's very open-minded. Okay. Whenever she first, she moves from Africa to this random ass school and she's very trusting of people, very open-minded. She wants to get to know everybody and get to know the school and be friends with everybody and give everybody a chance. Right. And then she's also a very quick thinker because mm-hmm. Regina sometimes surprises her and she's like, oh, um, this is this is um, a really good moisturizing cream that I got. It's going to clear your face up and it's actually foot cream. Like she thinks very much like... On her toes. Yeah. And that's what I also thought as well was that she's quick on her toes and then whenever they had to plan to, I guess, get her into the cool club. They're very thorough. They're very thorough, but like she was willing to learn. She picked it up mm-hmm. quick and was able to like hit the floor running. Yeah. Um granted it could be because we all know that Lindsay Lohan at the time was like the it girl for a while, but um it just speaks volumes of her character. You know what I mean? Anybody that can like switch up like that, like you said, is mm-hmm. pretty smart. So I also put in Ravenclaw. Really? I was really ready to uh argue with you <laughs> over that. <laughs> we for um, once have like agreed, so like Yeah. So indefinitely no, because we I kind mean, of agreed on Harmon to some degree. Yeah, but it was very much like a, we did the unexpected with Katie, mm-hmm. and we were both ready to like argue our points to the other, but... Neither of us really could argue. We, we didn't have to argue at all, so that was I don't great. know if my phone picked, or if the mic picked up my phone vibrating, but if it's it did, okay. I'm sorry. It is a-okay. It is uh, used as a device to further this podcast, so today yes. we're going to accept buzzing. We got notes on there. So, um, the character I have for you next is also from one of your favorite movies. Um, we have Mr. Tony Montana from Scarface. I fucking love Tony. So, this is a very complex character. I'm, like, really liking your selection right now. Thank you. I worked really hard on it. I maybe went through your Netflix recently watched and Hulu recently watched. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we have Tony Montana from Scarface. So, this one's a really complex character. Mm -hmm. A little bit. Um, so he really cares for his family, but he cares more for a very lavish lifestyle. So he's willing to abandon his mother and his sister in order to become this kingpin, this, you know, big time drug dealer. Mm-hmm. But he still carries around his sister's picture in his wallet. Does he really? Yeah. I forgot about that. And I've watched this movie like 900 times. And he also is very much like a, I want to protect my sister at all costs. Right. So... He will do anything, including lie, murder, etc., to get where he wants okay. to be. Okay, all right. No, but I, for real, like, he is willing to do everything except kill women and children. Right. So he will only, he won't kill people he perceives to be innocent. Um, but, um, I mean, he's, he's your, like, regular bad guy, in all honesty. No. No? By no means is he your regular bad guy. Um, Tony, like you said, Tony, um, is unpredictable. He is very ruthless. Um, but at the same time, he, he's very caring over his family. But only his family, and that is it. I mean, his friends too, until his friend decided to sleep with his sister. (laughs) But that's the thing, is that he, he is very loyal, but 
it is only to a point and he he will still go for what he wants and kind of screw over the people he's loyal to true i guess ultimately i'm gonna say he's a slytherin i mean yeah unfortunately i don't like putting like quote bad characters he's not bad he's, he's not. the hero of the story honestly uh... he made me believe that this world was mine i think manolo would disagree with you again you just can't sleep with your boy's sister like that but he did not know they were married whenever he killed him he thought they were just like hooking up you know right but anyways anyways uh, that one's that one's rough um he but yeah is- his ambition is greater. Skyrocketed, yeah. Yeah, greater than anybody else's. Um, ultimately, yeah, he is a Slytherin. I think he would have overpowered Voldemort, in my opinion. Um, I don't know about all that. Yeah, he would have been way too determined to seek power. Um, so, remember our first episode when we were talking about like what we like mm-hmm. and what movies are our favorite? Yep. So, I went back and I listened to that. And you said a lot of the time that your favorite character was Shaggy. Yeah, I love Matthew Lillard. Mm-hmm. So that being said, that's my I next have you. character. Yeah, yeah, I love Shaggy. it. Um, we don't know a lot about Shaggy, but we do know a lot about Shaggy. It just depends on what universe you're—not universe, but like what material you're going off of. Yeah. So we're talking about like Super Saiyan God Shaggy. I love it. I'm kidding. Um, but, but just like you know that he's not willing to run into battle. Mm-hmm. He's very laid back. Everybody knows that. He's like the stoner character. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's loyal to Scooby and his friends. Yeah. So what would your guess be? I personally, I know it's going to be really stereotypical, but I think... That he's one of the burnouts. <laughs> I think he's a Hufflepuff. Also because you have to think, if him and Scoob were in the Hufflepuff house, yeah. it is located right next to the kitchens. You know their asses would be in there every okay, other day. Okay, and they have a lot of herbologists. Yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, Shaggy you know. being a pothead. But I also think, like like you said, he is so loyal. Right, to Scooby. His, yeah, I mean, to his friends, but, like, let's be real. Like, if it came down to all three of them about but to burn inside like, the mystery van or Scooby, he's picking Scooby. But he also, like, in the live, like, live-action movies, the good ones anyways, <laughs> when the gang was all separated, he was the first one to be like, yeah, like, let's get back together again. Like, yeah. let's be a team again. He definitely parent-trapped everybody. Well, no, because Scrappy-Doo parent-trapped everybody. He just convinced oh, yeah, them yeah, to yeah. go with them. Yeah, yeah, But he's very much like the type to just be fiercely loyal. I don't know. I just, I see him as your classic average Hufflepuff. So we're going three for three right now. Really? You yeah. want Hufflepuff too? Yeah. Nice. Come on. There's no other choice, Kitchens, honestly. pot, so, loyal. So, my next character for you, I kind of hinted at it earlier, is Manolo from scarface oh why you gotta do me like that so um his characteristics are that he is loyal but to tony only the man said or and gina tony's sister he he said fuck the family fuck any other friends i may have it's tony and by association gina and anybody else that tony is loyal to i guess he's just like he's tony's right hand man yeah tony's best friend they've been through everything together they came from cuba together like they murdered somebody to get their green cards together 
That's a beautiful love story. They are literally two besties. I'm pretty sure they have friendship bracelets at this point. That is Bonnie and Bonnie. Or no, what? Clyde and Clyde. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he also, he tries to do right by Tony's sister. He believes in a, like, a family. Yeah. Like, he marries her, even mm-hmm. though Tony doesn't know. He marries her because he's like, I want to be a good guy. Like, not a good guy, but I want to be, like, the right guy for you. Mm-hmm. He is a fighter. Okay. He is, because he's kind of like Tony's foot soldier. So he is also pretty ambitious in terms of, like, he wants the same kind of lifestyle as Tony. That's why they're so tight. But right. he, is, he is a-okay with Tony being in the lead. He's not trying to one-up him or anything like that. No, 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 no. By so he's also really charismatic. He's pretty sly. He's pretty flirty before he marries Gina. Uh-huh. Like, he's a very much smooth talker. Yeah. So... What are you thinking? Or do you have any extra notes? Because I know that you love Manolo. I do. Um, so what I think is that Manolo's kind of dumb. Is he like a crab and goyle? Kind of to an extent. I mean, he's smart when he has to be, of course. You know, he tries to be Tony's moral compass whenever he can. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, he... You okay? You getting sleepy there? Big yawn, big yawn. All I right. didn't sleep well last night. I had a dream that me and my coworker got into a fight. Tell her you love her, real quick. Just, just I did. No, I told her today. It's okay. She doesn't listen to podcasts. Okay. So, like I was saying, Manolo's kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't necessarily think things through, but at the same time, like, like you said, he wants to change. He wants to be a good guy for Gina. He wants to be the moral compass that that tony needs on us called him coney mm-hmm. that tony needs and um you know as far as like everybody being on drugs and like you know not thinking straight he wants to be the one that has like a clearer eye yeah and who sees things pretty clearly and yeah so it's like the designated driver right so like in the beginning tony was very like cut and dry and he's like yo like this is how things are gonna be no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, he starts to get sloppier the more that drugs start kicking in. Mm-hmm. Whereas Manolo stays straight edge. I mean, we don't know if he stays straight edge. But at least he has his head screwed on tight. Um, So I'm going to say he's like a... Maybe... That one's hard. I wasn't ready for this one. Uh, I'm going to say, like, a Gryffindor. Okay, I can see that. Um, I kind of got Slytherin vibes from him. Just because... He is very much a smooth talker. He's very persuasive. Mm-hmm. He, not necessarily self-preservation, but like family unit preservation. Okay. He sticks by Tony and makes sure Tony's good. I saw right. him very much like a crab goyle type of like, I'm going to stick by you. Okay. Um, And then he is pretty ambitious. Mm-hmm. He wants that same lifestyle as Tony. But I do see Gryffindor because he is pretty like the chivalrous and... Like, jumps head first into things. Yeah, but he does think think, think things through. Like To an extent. He didn't think about dating Tony's sister. Uh, we can't all be perfect people. Okay, moving on. Who's next? Um, We're still keeping on the Scooby-Doo train. I love it. Um, I'm going to do... I don't want to do Scooby, because I felt like Scooby would be too cliche to do Shaggy and Scooby. Too obvious, yeah. Um, and they're kind of the same, to some degree. Yeah. But I decided to instead do Velma. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we know that she is very smart, um, but she's kind of dumb because she always loses her glasses when the bitch could wear contacts. (laughs) Um, She takes charge a lot of the time, and she isn't afraid to, like, be the leader when it has to be 
done. You know what I mean? Like, she'll let Fred run things, but, like, when Fred is, like, too busy trying to run off into a room with Daphne by herself, she is willing to take charge and be like, no, we need to get things done. Well, she is very much the type to, like, execute the plans and everything. Like, Fred might be the one to build the traps or whatever. Mm -hmm. But Velma is very much, like, she's also a part of the planning. Right, and she also has this, like, mom characteristics about her. Yeah. Like the mother of the group, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I probably am going to stereotype her into Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. Just because in my mind, that's pretty much where she fits. Like she thinks things through clearly. She is pretty skeptical skeptical. Um, which isn't, you know, necessarily like a bad quality or anything like that, but it does mean that she like likes to think 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 things through a little bit more thoroughly um she's obviously really smart she does Mm -hmm. these really in-depth traps and i mean i see her personally as a ravenclaw okay so i do see her as a ravenclaw i do see that she has a lot of ravenclaw characteristics but me not being a typecaster like you (laughs) um i decided i wanted to have a debate and i think she's a hufflepuff really yeah i can see that um because she she does have that really strong moral code yep. like i said she's right a, wrong she's a motherly character hard worker she not to say she isn't loyal but at least in the live action she is one of the first to break off from the group she is actually the first to break off from the group because she's kind of fed, fed up, up with fred yeah. yeah with him constantly taking credit mm-hmm. for her her ideas and you know her plans and things like that so i could definitely see hufflepuff i think personally it's a little off topic but i think each scooby-doo character kind of perfectly represents the hogwarts houses yeah Mm -hmm. except for scooby scooby's just off scooby's just kind of like all in all of them granted he's a dog okay and i don't think dogs get sorted into hogwarts Sirius black wow but um okay Anyway, um, but yeah, like I said, uh, she does value fair play and stuff like that. Um, And I'm more of a avid Scooby-Doo original watcher. Okay. Um, I mean, I I do love the Scooby-Doo originals. And I was, you know, watching it maybe like three weeks longer than you have since I am a little bit older than you. Oh, okay. Um, So I, I probably found it first, just, you know. Makes sense. So I think I'm right. We can agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> so my next character from you is actually um, John Wick from the movie John Wick. So you mean John Wick from John Wick two and three as well? Absolutely. Oh my! So he's kind of a complex character. Yeah. All right. He's very serious. Mm-hmm. He has a very strong sense of obligation. Mm-hmm. So you know, once he's committed to a job, he stops at nothing to finish it. Um, he has a strong moral code and a Mm -hmm. lot of honor to him. Um, and he never willingly drags innocent people into his job or threatens them. He also forms really strong friendships in what is considered like his job as an assassin is considered to be a very lone job. You do it by yourself, but he forms a lot of connections with a lot of important people. Okay. I will say though, even though he does have a very strong moral code, he is very like quick not quick to anger, but once he is angered, mm-hmm. he is Pissed. intense. Yeah. yeah. That's actually one of his weaknesses is how yes, quick emotion- to anger he is. Yeah. yeah, he's very emotional um, in the aspect of, like, 
three movies we're still fighting about a fucking dog mm-hmm. so not well, not really about the dog but i feel you it started off as a dog and then it just spitballed into something more but what would you sort him into okay so um i really see keanu reeves as a yin yang you know mm-hmm. perfection kind of guy um so i also think that he took that into john wick so yin yang being black and white balance of both i think he is a perfect slytherin with gryffindor attributes see i don't necessarily see him as a slytherin really yeah just because he doesn't i'm sorry not a slytherin i was about to say that's kind of um a gryffindor ravenclaw really yeah not slytherin i'm sorry i did not mean slytherin I was going to say, he doesn't have that so I, ambition. I guess I, guess I got to take back that yin-yang stuff that I was trying to... It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We'll just <laughs> moving along. Um, so explain why you see him as those things. Um, because he's very smart. John Wick is very, very smart. Yeah. Um, if he can't solve a problem with, well, I guess with regular bullets, he steps it up to higher caliber bullets. Um, but... He'd like he's kind of like Batman, you know what I mean? Like he tries to find his opponent's weakness and then use it against them. And even though he knows that he can take on these people, he also knows when to call for help. He also knows when to, you know, use favors that he's owed from the past. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, he's very brave, very chivalrous, like you said. Like, he doesn't want to bring anybody else into the fray that doesn't belong there. Mm-hmm. Um, he only, like, goes after the people that are coming after him. I mean, he even, like, stepped away from the killing and all that so he could start a family, he can have a dog, he can be happy. I mean, he didn't have the dog. The dog was gifted to him after his you wife died. You know what I yeah. meant. She was going to give yeah. it to him if she was alive, too. So, personally, I see him as... I think he might have been a hat stall where, yeah. where the sorting hat just can't really decide between two houses. I actually did not know that phrase until uh, Super Carlin Brothers said really? hat stall. Yeah. Yeah. So I personally think he was a hat stall just because he is very much, in my mind, a Gryffindor-Hufflepuff combination. Okay. So we both kind of sort of agree Gryffindor. Yeah. Just because he is the quick to anger. He's mm-hmm. very um, brave at doing what he does, of course. He mm-hmm. is the assassin. He has to be. Um, but he's very much Hufflepuff in my eyes because he is a very hard worker, obviously. Okay. He has that really strong moral code of, I'm not going to injure civilians or people who aren't involved or innocent people in this. Like, I'm going to do what's right and what I believe is doing right by my dog or my friend or whatever. Even when going against the entire organization. But is he loyal? Yeah. To who? To his dog. Also, I don't to, think you could not be loyal. <laughs> to his one friend, is it Winston? He was not loyal to Winston. Mm, Winston I, told him, don't kill anybody in here, please. That's just my one rule to you, John. But he went against the entire organization. He went against Winston, too. <laughs> no, him and Winston fought the end. Like, fought together. Right. But together why? I think Winston was loyal to John to some degree. Well, I think he but... was... He was loyal to the organization at one point. He was loyal to his boss at one point. He was loyal to, like, he, whenever he... was he, loyal to anybody that paid him. Well, whenever he is loyal to something, 
that is it. Like his wife, that was it. Yeah. Until she died. And then he hung on to the only thing he could left, which was the dog. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he was like, well, you know what? Fuck it. Y'all took the one thing away from me. So now I'm going to take your motherfucking life. Uh, yeah. So I just, I personally see him as somebody who thinks of himself as like a carrier of justice. Okay. Like serving out punishment when punishment is due. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just saw him kind of like a Gryffindor, Hufflepuff combo. A Griffin Puff, might, some might say. A Griffin Puff. That is the ugliest word I've ever heard. Um, what, you'd prefer Huffledore? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I've never seen this movie, so I had to kind of do what you did for the Warriors. You're going to have to help me pronounce this man's name. I get it wrong every single time. Desi Collings? That, from yeah. Gone Girl. Yes. That is Neil Patrick Harris's character. Yeah. By the way, if y'all don't know. Um, Gone Girl is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. I've read the book. I love the movie. It's I've amazing. never seen it. Never heard it. Never read it. Um, but what I do know from him is that he's the rich type, the rich kid type. Um, and he wants to be seen as a savior. So I think he was like obsessed with Amy, maybe. He was very like, uh, as, as far as Amy's described, because the movie and the book are very much from like her point, right? yeah, Yeah. She narrates this entire tale to be what she wants it to be perceived as okay so i mean he could have probably not been super possessive or whatever well it all she also says that he's had girlfriends in the past and he goes for the types that have eating disorders or you know are possibly suicidal and things like that then again she could be lying but you know but that's what it is i mean yeah i think he does want to be seen as like the savior like white knight type okay so um i was looking around mm-hmm and reading and whatever and i think he's a nomad which is like the english version for no magic which i guess if you want to be harry potter in in daniel radcliffe story he's a um what is it a muggle yeah a muggle yeah. okay i i just always forget the word muggle i can remember no magic i personally think he's a squib okay. i think he might have been born into a family with magic but he does not have it himself. And he uses his money like Batman? Grr. Yeah, which kind of leads him to be this, like, a, I want to be, like, I want to have this power over you. And like we said, it's from Amy's point of view, so who knows if he actually is this type of character. Right. But from what we can see, um, I think he's very much a, let me take care of you. Let me do this for you. Let me save you. So, so we both agree that he has no magic. No magic, yeah. Okay. All right, fair enough. So, next up for you, we have Daniel LaRusso. Daniel Sun. From Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. So, okay. Cobra Kai is the show, Karate Kid is the movie. Yeah. Um, so, I don't think this character has changed a ton. Mm-mm. I haven't seen the Karate Kid movies, but I don't think he's. But you cha- watched Cobra Kai with me, right? Yeah. Okay. So, I don't think he's changed a ton from the movie to the show. But I'm going to tell you. As far as I can tell, he's very friendly, very easygoing, and open-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, he's frequently heroic and brave. Like, he steps in to intervene when he thinks is needed. Yeah. He Sometimes does... more than he should. Yeah. So, he does have problems with accepting that people can change and giving people second chances. Mm-hmm. So, he's very much like a hold grudges type of person. Okay. Like, I've already experienced you in one way. I don't need a second way to, like, tell me any different. I think that's it. Okay. So you're right. He didn't change much. Not um, enough for the houses to kinda, change. You kind of just said everything that I could say. 
So I'm just going to go ahead and say he kind of is a Grifflepuff. A Griffinpuff? Sure. Yeah, there's no L in there. but I'm going to call it a Grifflepuff. Okay, okay. Um, I actually called him a Gryffindor, just straight Gryffindor. Okay. Why is that? Because he was that very, like, quick thinking, even without, like, illegal move at the end of Karate Kid. Oh, you really wanted to bring that up? Mm, you really want to talk mm, about this? Yup, yup. But I think, like... I think that move was very much a reaction okay. from him getting further injured, you know, like having his, what was it, his leg kicked out from under him, so yeah. he had to like do the little crane pose and do, mm-hmm. y'all didn't see that, but I just did crane a little kick. mini, yeah, a little mini, mini crane kick. Okay. Um, but I think he was, that was very much a reaction, and he is very much the type to be like, same as kind of Harry, where I, I saw him very much as a Harry character. Okay, um, I get that. I really want to um, say that, yeah, you're right. You can go ahead and undip your jacket. That's fine. Okay. I, well, I don't think that the... Uh, I was going to creep, creep it. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think they mind a zipper sound. Um, but I was going to say that you, since you said you didn't watch the originals, um, you didn't watch the training with Mr. Miyagi. I did see that he was very loyal to Mr. Miyagi. He though. was very loyal to him, and that's fine and dandy, but like... He also learned the value of hard work, which is yeah. something he carries into Cobra Kai. Just like wax on, wax off. Right, all that yeah. fun stuff. Um, and then he had to learn patience. He had to learn fair play. Like, karate taught him Granted. how to be. What? He learned fair play. But when somebody else got down and dirty, Daniel was not afraid. To get down and dirty back? Yeah, no, I understand. He well, said, you kick me in my bad knee, I kick you in your fucking face, bitch. Uh, I mean, it was like his... I don't want to say it was his first tournament. I think it was his first tournament. I think happened. it was. Because he was also kind so, I mean, of... I don't think he was too, like, familiar with, well, like, illegal kicks. He did get kind of upset with Mr. Miyagi whenever he found out that he'd entered him into the tournament. Yeah. He was like... Honestly, I I'm, I'm, was going to say what he was like, but I haven't watched the movie. I don't know what he's like. I just, <laughs> what were going to say? Tell me. Uh, he was like, Mr. Miyagi, what the fuck? I'm not ready for this. And Mr. Miyagi was like, no, you are. I'll train you. Oh, you were close. You were close. He already trained him, though. He definitely already yeah. trained him. Well, he did make them, like, he did make Cobra Kai call off, crease call off Cobra Kai um, for the five weeks. Um, it was kind of because he didn't want to see Danny get his ass kicked in the streets anymore. Yeah. He wanted, like, a respectful, like... Like, you let him train so he can be at his best. Yeah, I'm gonna let my guy train yeah. to be at his best. And then, like, it's a fair thing. So, like, there's no jumping involved there's not like six guys fighting danny at once yeah so he's like i want them that's what to he said he was like whenever crease was like oh they should handle their own fights miyagi was like yeah they should one-on-one not five-on-one right and so that's why he um put him in the tournament so that they can mm-hmm. both get that one-on-one that was regulated with a referee and would if I if I just talked to some random ass person, you think they would believe me if I did, if I said I never watched the movie? Um, kind of, because Cobra Kai is out. So I mean, you still had uh, some kind of well, no, backboard. You know what this is, ladies and gents. This is me Doing reading synopsis. Research <laughs> synopsis. These notes took me a whole day. So, okay, moving on to the next character. So I am gonna get a little um, cliche. Um, on this one. Mm-hmm. So we did cover Desi. Now we're going to cover Amy from okay. Gone Girl. Amy Dunn. Amy Elliot Dunn. Yeah. So, she's a bitch. Um, she is a bitch. 
uh, from what I read. I didn't read any synopsis, sadly. Um, but I did learn that she was extremely, I don't know why I keep using this word when I can't say it, manipulative. I mean, it's the right word. Yeah. Um, but she is methodic in her planning to, yeah. like, every detail. I mean, you have to think, I know you haven't watched the movie or read the book, mm-hmm. but the whole premise is she's framing her husband right. for her murder. Her murder, yeah. Which she, I remember seeing the commercials. She literally plans this for months. She steals the urine from her pregnant neighbor yeah. to show that she was pregnant. And then she goes, whenever she gets rescued or whatever, this is a lot of spoilers in this movie because I'm so passionate about it. She goes to the sperm bank where they had tried in vitro at one point. Um, he frozen. He had frozen a sperm. She goes to the sperm bank, gets it implanted, even though they hadn't had sex in months. And she's like, yeah, I actually am pregnant. So what are you going to do about it? Hmm. Like, I'm telling you, this woman, she writes diaries dating back, like, ten years. Okay. As um, to, to show this narrative, to order things, max out credit cards in her name, acting as if, oh, well, it was my husband racking up all this credit card debt okay. in my well, name. Well, you don't have to give a whole I'm synopsis. <laughs> I just love that movie so much. Um. Well, I mean, originally I said she was a squib. Um, but I guess, I mean, just cause I don't want her to be a part of my team, man. She would literally make, she would put Voldemort to shame with how just methodic she, like, think. So you're saying that her and Tony would be a great couple? Yeah, absolutely. But she, she'd probably get fucking fed up with him. Okay. She'd get fed up with him because she's like, you know what? You need to think things through. Okay, Montana. Okay. I'm putting her as a Slytherin Ravenclaw like mix. I'm gonna leave it there because I know you're ready to like. I'm sorry. Give more plot devices yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's just that that smart. So, anyways, our next character. Um, we are back at it again with the Karate Kid Cobra Kai combo. Cool. Um, we were talking about Johnny Lawrence, the second main character, the Daniel Daniel Larusso's enemy. Right. Front of me now. I did say I didn't want to get, like, cliche on it and, like, do main character, bad guy character. But because of Cobra Kai, I'm so glad that you did do this one. Um, Because unlike Danny, Johnny did change. Yeah, I think there was a definite shift um, from Karate Kid to Cobra Kai. And Mm -hmm. it's because in Karate Kid, he's this really arrogant bully. Kind of. Well, we learn later it's because his stepdad you know, bullied him, and then he also had Kreese, who was egging right. him on and everything like that. Right. Um, so it's kind of like having a Gryffindor, kind of like Draco, mm-hmm. right? Where, like, He's his very heavily dad, influenced. Right, just super influenced to having all this pain mm-hmm. and aggression, and then just them being like, yeah, that's what I want to see. That's yeah. it. Keep that mentality. But in the, um, in the, I guess, ending of the first one, or beginning of the second one, um, he, like... He knows when to fight back against Kreese. When he's like, no, like, I'm not going to do that. Ending of the first one. Yeah, even when, like, Kreese is choking him. Well, no, no, no. Like, actually, like, the ending. Oh, you're talking about the movies? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you meant Cobra Kai season. No, we're not on Cobra Kai just yet. Um. So, yeah, um, it was the ending of the first one where Kreese starts choking him out because he and got And then beginning of the second one. Yeah. Yeah, but he knows, like, when Kreese is telling him, hey, do this illegal move, he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Right, you can see that he wanted to be... He like wants to make a change. good choice. Yeah. Yeah. But ultimately, when you have a his only father figure in his life, which is Kreese, mm-hmm. 
when you have somebody like that controlling your every move, you really don't have any other options. Mm -hmm. But in Cobra Kai, when he's an adult, he starts out very, like, ruthless, very bitter about where he is in life compared to Daniel. Mm -hmm. So he does have a son, and he does, you know, we're not going to go into it, but he transforms into a sensei because he opens up Cobra Kai. Please watch Um, Cobra Kai. Stream the fuck out of that. It's so good. Um, But he actually starts to care about his students Mm -hmm. and realize... I don't want to be the same person that like he sees that that change happening in the students where they're becoming how he was and he was like that's not what I want to see right like that's not it I don't want that to be my right. my legacy and then he also really just ultimately craves love and companionship okay so before you keep going because you're you're taking my thing but really quick um I do want to say so I I like to stalk Reddit on the mm-hmm. things that I actually do care about. Um, so before Cobra Kai came out, I was doing a lot of like extensive research on, on Karate Kid because I've loved the movie forever. Yeah. And um, so a lot of us thought in our head, not really thought, I mean, we kind of like saw it too. Um, Johnny stepped into that kick because yeah. of Crease. Crease was putting all this negative stuff in his yeah. head telling him, yeah, you need to do this bad stuff to, you know, go for the legal kick. And Johnny just felt so bad. Mm-hmm internally that like he was making that change and was like well damn like i don't want to win if i have to do it dirty i don't want to have to cheat right like i've already been kicking everybody else's ass like i've i know what it is to win this like i'm okay to accept this loss because i'm I'm doing it my way right and so he you see that when uh danny's gonna go for the kick He's, he, I mean, obviously, you see the man is in crane position already. You're not going to go in for, you know, you're not going to yeah. try. You're going to stay back. You know what I mean? Because you know he's going to be kicking. Right? Exactly. So, I mean, you're not going to get punched in a crane yeah. position. So, he knew that and he knew Daniel's range. Mm-hmm. So, he was like, let me just step in and take the fall. Yeah. And that's why I think that he was so bitter in Cobra Kai was because nobody accepted that change. Nobody saw what... Nobody, was really going on in his in, internal battle. Nobody said, hey, like, you did a good thing. Right, like, yeah. Instead, we, he got fucking choked out by Crease for losing. Right, and actually, I've, I've had that uh, happen to me whenever I was in Kung Fu. Um, quick little story. <laughs> so I was, uh, was kind of, like, medium-sized compared to everybody else. Um, they're either, like, the black belt, yellow belt, red belts that were, like, taller than me uh, and older than me. And then you had, like, my guys that were, like, the middle guys that were, like, still kind of new. And then you had, like, the younger guys that were, like, that had no belt. And, uh, you know, they were still learning. So we had, like, little tournaments uh, on Fridays. And I remember the kid's name was Nick. I forgot his last name. They put Nick against me because he was still young. And my my Sifu pulls me to the side. And he's like, hey. Who's Sifu? Sifu's, like, sensei. Oh. Not. Sifu. Yeah. So, like, karate has senseis, kung fu, and, like, other things have sifus. Anyway, so, or no, kung fu has sifu, karate has senseis. That's what you said. Well, I said, and other things have sifus, but. But I I thought you said your seafood pulled you to the side. I'm like, Rico, what the fuck? You were trained by a goddamn crab? (laughs) That'd be awesome. Like, your seafood was like, hey, bud, we gotta pee real quick, but let's move on. Um, So, he pulls me to the side, and he's like, hey, so. He is smaller than you. I know you can take him. I know you can win this. But just take it easy on him. Aw. And so I looked at my dad 
because my dad would always show up to my fights and he go he kind of just like nods at me like yeah dude like he is smaller than me but like they were already like him you're gonna look like the bad guy right they're already linked like bluetooth Mm. with each other because like i guess they looked at each other and they're like come on like size wise rico's Mm -hmm. going to murder this kid and uh so i took a couple shots to give him a couple points i i had him pretty even um but i took the fall damn so that he can feel good because i had a white belt i was white belt yellow stripe and he was no belt at the time damn a no belt yeah so i let him take that w and i took an l um i'm gonna be super honest with you well no hold on hold on so we went to the same school in middle school and i think like i had two years there and he came in in the third year or whatever and he told everybody that he won that fight like he beat my ass he was like way better than me yeah and you had to beat him up in the parking lot show him what's up right i wish i did Mm. but i was i was very oh you're very yeah mr miyagi yeah i had to i had a daniel son that and just be like it's okay let him believe that did i ever tell you that i was in karate once or kung fu no you're in kung fu as well <laughs> what the fuck Connie? i actually lasted one whole class and i realized you have to exercise to be in there and so i told my mom never take me back again okay i made my mom come in with me because i was scared okay i mean i have a mom and dad come in there with me a couple times but I... my mom stay the entire time okay watch me attempt to work out all i remember is they were like yeah you're gonna lay on your back and put your legs up and then you're gonna keep pushing them down and this other kid is gonna like gonna stand behind you behind your head and push your legs down uh-huh and i was like this is goddamn tough so i never went back weak yeah that is pretty weak <laughs> i think that's why i never told you yeah i lasted longer just the in ballet. longest time to tell me this okay um, we can call my mom after this just to confirm with her i believe it i believe it um we can but definitely we can actually do that that'd be funny i want to hear her the the kung fu place was right next to an applebee's so you know i was in heaven after that after that, after one, that one hour yeah. yeah um so so johnny lawrence was, back to <laughs> well, what house back to is he lawrence. in that one's hard um so like we said he Oh, something else I wanted to bring up about Johnny. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're still talking about Johnny, though. Um, in the beginning, you see that he's like this asshole, old man thinking like, oh, like, you're weak. And if you're weak, you're a pussy. And like, they had to teach him like, that's not how you talk to people anymore. Yeah. Like, maybe back then it was okay because he had to seem tough and macho and manly. But like, we are in this new era of change mm-hmm. and of acceptance. And it's okay to be gay. It's okay to like like mm-hmm. the color pink and stuff like that um so you do see that they are teaching him to change at least he's um, accepting of that change too right and that's what i was gonna say it. yeah um so i think that he was a slytherin turned gryffindor i think personally he has been a gryffindor through and through okay but i think down in his roots he's always been a gryffindor but um, just like Gryffindors can be bullies, nobody can tell me that James Potter was not a bully. Okay, I completely forgot was. about James Potter. So yeah, I switched yeah. over to, to Gryffindor. Because he, he did have that instinct, even when he was younger, he did have that instinct of, this isn't right. Like, I'm he's very quick to anger, quick mm-hmm. to react and everything like that. But he did know when to pull back and be like, no, like, that's not, that's not it. Right. So 
he didn't really have that bit the a big sense of like self-preservation no he was just kind of like yeah if i, I mean he did for the sense of like crease you know what i mean yeah but like he was very much like you fuck with my friends i'm gonna fuck with you not like a oh or his girlfriend yeah or, yeah he wasn't like a well i'm gonna leave you alone you didn't do anything to me right so i see him as a gryffindor kind of through and through okay so yeah i think we both agree gryffindor griff yep griffy all right so let's get into the next one for sure so i have dean winchester winchester from supernatural Sorry, i just want to do the way that you do it <laughs> i don't um, know why i do it like that <laughs> So we know that he's mischievous, he's um, loyal to his brother, and he's very impulsive. So I had Gryffindor. What do you think? I think he is a mix. He is extremely loyal to his brother and to other um, to other hunters. Okay. And I think he has a really intense sense of right and wrong, do good, be good. He commits his life to doing that. But he also is very much a fighter. Right. So I think he's really a mix between Hufflepuff and Gryffindor. Okay, so I have that... I, I completely forgot that my notes were on my phone, so I threw my phone in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, just out of, you know, not wanting to have my phone on the podcast. Um, but I, I look back at my notes, and I have that he is a Gryffindor with Hufflepuff traits. Yeah, I mean... We're pretty much on the same page yeah. there. Yeah, he fights like a Gryffindor, but his emotions are very Hufflepuff. Yeah, I agree. All right, so that was easy. So who is our next one? It next is Miss, one. Miss Coraline Jones. You from know Coraline. I love this movie, man. No, I know, I know. So um, Coraline, she's kind of like a snarky, rebellious, adventurous, curious, creative character. Mm-hmm. Um, say that five times fast. She's a very quick thinker. She's very witty, especially when I it comes you were to Wybie. I try it. I got so scared. Oh, God, no. Um, but she's also kind of skeptical of what adults say. She's, so she's not trusting immediately of, you know, whatever gets told to her by adults. Mm-hmm. So what are you thinking that she is? Coraline. Um, hmm. I think just because she's quick-witted um, and stuff like that, she's rebellious, though. So I'm going to say probably Ravenclaw. Okay. Um, she kind of reminds me of like Luna Lovegood. Yeah. I can see that. She is very kind of on her own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of weird character. Kind of, you know, gets into things. She believes in things that not everybody's going to believe in. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's what I chose too is Ravenclaw. Just because she is very witty. She is very like, she, even if it's not necessarily book smart, she does kind of do things on her own and come to her own conclusions mm-hmm. all right so next is buffy bufferino from buffy the vampire slayer the tv show not the movie there's a movie yeah it oh that's the old one right the original or whatever yeah okay it does not star my favorite sarah michelle geller daphne yeah yeah so um we know that she's a rebel she's stubborn she's a natural leader she's a slayer of course you know yeah um so that means she's she's pretty strong, you know what I mean? And she has, like, a strong sense of responsibility and stuff like that, so... She also refuses to kill humans. Right. Like, that is her her thing, like, I'm never gonna kill a human, it's always bad guys. But she does evolve eventually. She goes from thinking, all demons are evil, all vampires are evil, to 
Well, maybe they're not all evil. Maybe I can have sexual relations with one. Two. 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 Who? Angel and Spike. She gets with Angel too? Angel was her very first boyfriend. Not boyfriend, but like, he took her virginity and then proceeded to go crazy. B card. Disgusting. And then he proceeded to go crazy and um, killed Giles' girlfriend. Who was his girlfriend? Actually, I forgot her name. Oh, I'm going to get into Buffy now. That's pretty Dude, interesting. I've been trying to get you into it so hard. It is so dope. Um, oh, that's wild. Buffy, I you think, dirty, dirty girl. I think that uh, Buffy... That sounded gross. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that out loud. It, it was supposed to come off kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I heard how that sounded in my head. <laughs> um, okay, so my vote is um, Buffy's honestly, in my opinion, um, a Gryffindor through yeah. and through. You cannot say she's a Slytherin. I know some people argue that. You cannot say it because she literally sacrifices herself to save a sister that isn't technically hers. hers. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have Gryffindor with Ravenclaw traits. Um, she's very witty. Yeah. She's very street smart. Yeah. Um, she's also very knowledgeable as far as being a slayer. Um, and she was willing to learn. She was willing to learn. Exactly. So she valued the knowledge of okay. becoming a slayer. All right. All right. So moving on. All right. So my next character for you is going to be a little off the beaten track. Okay. Um, it's Howard Ratner from Uncut Gems. And if y'all, oh, my God. If y'all don't know what Uncut Gems is, it is Adam You did Sandler's... some strong research on my movies, I man. I really did. I know you. Um, so Uncut Gems is... Honestly, probably Adam Sandler's best non-comedic role. I would agree. I think that it took it took his um, typecasting and just like did away with it. Yeah, it, it showed, showed that he could be more than just the stereotypical like dumb, funny voices guy. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think honestly, does he have any serious roles? Um, I think in this one, and then like he kind of was trying to be fun or kind of trying to be serious in like other films it just didn't do no this too one well this one he was robbed yeah of the awards he was robbed oh fuck yeah end of the day um but so howard ratner he is this like gambling addict and he is willing to do anything to win a bet yeah come he's on we already know willing Slytherin. yeah like he's willing to bet literally things that he doesn't even have he's yeah. like yeah like I know I'm going to win. He is very, very charming and charismatic, though. Like, he can talk his way into anything. His ambition is super high. Yeah, and he's cunning. He's deceptive. He mm-hmm. kind of... Like, there's a scene where, like, uh, an old basketball player comes in, and I think it was Kevin Garnett, and he um, he's like, hey, man, like, just take a picture with this necklace. Like, you taking mm-hmm. a picture holding it will make everybody come in here. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's using whoever yeah. comes in to, like help him sell more things and like Absolutely. he even has like this like not gonna say it but this young lady who a girlfriend he, his girlfriend yeah <laughs> um but she uh he uses her to like use her like sexuality yeah to sell things to guys he's like you know what do whatever it takes whatever's gonna make me right money. right and like he actually like really does love her and she loves him or whatever but like he uses mm-hmm. like how she looks to yeah. like sell to like bigger artists and stuff like that. So, like I said, he's willing to do whatever he can to get. To the I think top, he's so. an obvious, 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 yeah. But I mean, 
It's such a good character. Such a good movie. It's like you never want to root for like kind of the bad guy in the, the situation. The shitty guy, yeah. Yeah, but you're kind of like, I hope he does come out on top. Yeah. So. And it also stars The Weeknd. So yes. for you Weeknd fans, go look at that shit. But in um in like talking about the plot and the synopsis and everything, they do misspell his name every single time. Do they put the E? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe Yeah. That. All right, next character. Um, I have Cher Horowitz. Horowitz. I didn't want to say it. Oh, yeah, it's be... fine. Yeah. I love Cher from Clueless. I just called her Cher. I never really Cher knew her Horowitz. last name. Um, I just knew her because of Iggy Azalea, if I'm being honest. Okay. I wasn't allowed to watch Cher. Or not Cher, Clueless. Sorry. Clueless. Yeah. Okay, so what about Cher? Uh, we know she's clever. We know she's intelligent. Um, we know that... She uses her social influence for, like, a good cause. So that being said, she's kind of like Regina George of Regina George is, like, a good person. Yeah. She's she, that popular girl that, like... Everybody kind of sees as, like, a dumb blonde or anything, but she doesn't necessarily know that she's superficial. Mm -hmm. Like, she loves shopping. She loves fashion. She loves looking good. Um, but she doesn't see those as bad qualities, necessarily. Okay, I gotta ask you. I know that we don't want to get too further into, like, stories and plots and stuff, but is there a scene where they get trapped in a mall? No. No? Maybe in the TV show, but there is a scene where, like, her and her friend are at the mall, and um, these guys that her friend is flirting with, like, try to play a joke on her friend and, like, lean her over the railing. Okay. And act like they're going to drop her. I think it might be in the TV show. I need to find like out. That. Yeah, I need to find out what it was. Because, like, there was a scene where, like, it's her, and I think it might be, who was her friend? Dion? Dion? Dion. Yeah. And, like, they had a little brother with them or something like that, and, like, they get trapped in the mall. I don't remember. But that scene lives rent-free in my brain. Let so. me see. Um, yeah, I don't... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Valley of the Malls. It was a TV episode. Okay. I need yeah. to watch that episode because it lives rent-free in my brain. I need to understand the context. Okay. So, um, we also know that Cher is pretty ambitious. Like, she is A-plus at getting people to do what she wants. Right. She literally negotiates her grades and sets her teachers up to get together to make them happier in Jeez. order to help her raise her grades. Okay. Um, I think she's a Slytherin. I feel like she could be a Slytherin only because you talked me into it. But I feel like if we were going based off the movie, they'd probably like try to throw her into Gryffindor or something. What? Um, I don't know. I just personally feel like that's where they would put her. Um, but I had her as a Hufflepuff. I mean, I could see Hufflepuff. Her dad's yeah. a lawyer. She's very much like kind of... She's loyal to her best friend, kind of. No. Isn't no. she? No. Okay. Well, like I said. Her I... best friend drops her. Dion is a bitch. Right. But that doesn't say that she wasn't loyal to her. That just means that she's mm. not loyal to Cher. Mm. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I just had to do research. Like I said, I couldn't watch the movie as a kid. Um, it wasn't allowed, I guess. I don't know. It was weird. All right. So, next we have Ramona Flowers from Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Um, we all kind of know Ramona's character. I tried to go off the movie and not the comics or game. So Ramona is seen as this kind of tough, independent, free-spirited kind of girl. Um, she does try to come off a little bit mysterious, but we all know that's just because she's scared underneath it all. She's very quick-witted and, and sarcastic, though. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you think? Because she's kind of a tough one. Oof. Um... I can see Gryffindor, I can see Hufflepuff, I can see Slytherin if she really wanted to. Um, I think it's just based off whatever hair dye she has in. I couldn't see Slytherin at all, personally. Um, she was not ambitious. 
like you're going based off the movie though yeah because um, I, I just said i'm going based off the movie not the comics of the game right 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 i know it's just as somebody who's kind of sort of read the comics and has watched the movie and loves the movie there's just a lot of layers to ramona i guess i just like i said i really don't see her as necessarily being that type of like ambitious cunning person um i see her more as like quick to react like she kind of goes with the flow too though so yeah. i don't know um she that was wasn't rough she wasn't like crazy loyal though no she definitely wasn't crazy loyal she kind of was loyal to gideon until they broke up and then he put the chip in her brain and then she got kicked then, by knives yeah and then like she was loyal to scott but there was an alternate ending Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Really? Yeah, it's where instead of Ramona and Scott ending up together, Ramona tells not tells Knives, you should be with him. Yeah, no, but the movie made it very clear that Knives was very underage. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of see like that wild Gryffindor. Mm Hmm. I mean, yeah, I can definitely see a wild. Yeah, she's she's kind of rough. That's why I said. I mean, yeah, both. (laughs) <laughs> um, but like I said, I think it just really depends on what color hair she has. Cause she mm-hmm. also does go by like personality when she does her hair. Yeah. Um, cause she's always trying to try something new. Yeah. Um, but really quick, I would just like to say that you have had almost every color that she has had in your head. I haven't done the bright red and I haven't had, um, fully teal yet or like green. Yeah. So whenever you get a chance, let's, let's try that out. I know. I'm waiting for after the wedding. <laughs> best believe it'll be there all right so for you um i wanted to get a little witchy yeah um, you know i love witches this is harry potter right quiz apple sorting oh something we didn't say and i know that we're like an hour in already but i know we're a movie podcast but you're more of a show watcher i am so i had to do a lot of like shows for you so it's okay if you don't know now you know um so we know that sabrina from the chilling adventures of sabrina um is very like she has very strong willpower yeah she's able to resist a lot and whatnot literally tells satan himself no i'm good right um she's independent she's compassionate she's rebellious she's arrogant so all that being said what do you think that she is um i think she's a gryffindor personally uh just because she's very like i said reactive she is very independent She's very kind of arrogant at times, mm-hmm. um, but she has really strong willpower, so she does what she wants, when she wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's pretty brave as well. Okay. So you said Gryffindor, right? Yes. Um, I would say, like, Grifflepuff again. Yeah, I can see that. She's very, very, very loyal to her friends. Very loyal to her friends. You know, hard worker. Yeah. She likes to play fair, even when others aren't. She's very much the type to not want anybody to suffer that doesn't deserve it. Exactly. Yeah. I don't okay. want to say right again. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> You're good. Um, so my next character for you is Knives Chow from Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. So she's kind of a complex character because she she kind of comes off a little one-dimensional. Yeah. But what we can tell is she's quiet, but she's also kind of spunky, wild. This is she kind of shifts once Scott breaks up with her, mm-hmm. um, into what she thinks Scott wants into mm-hmm. like a spunky, wild. Um, she's very loyal to the point of being kind of possessive. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very obsessive, but she's also seen as a really happy character. 
that's kind of tough. Like you said, she's a 2D character. A 1D character. 1D character, yeah. sorry. It's just no, you're fine. Yeah, I I'm said 2D of, earlier. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, Knives. Knives is a goody-goody two-shoes. Maybe Hufflepuff? Yeah, I can. That's kind of what I put her in. Just because, mm-hmm. not to be like, oh, well, just lump them in where you don't know that where they fit. Just put them in Hufflepuff. But she's not necessarily ambitious, not necessarily mm-hmm. brave, not nope. necessarily, like, intelligent that we can see right i mean they didn't like stereotype stereotype her i feel like either she would be a hufflepuff or maybe even like a muggle yeah i can definitely see like a a muggle a squib um the only time she does get brave is whenever she's like finally like fed up with ramona yeah um and thinks that scott's in danger but she still gives scott up to ramona right so i mean she does like you said she's very obsessive possessive and all that and so that's why she reacts that way so it's Mm -hmm. not like because she's brave she did it so much as like she wanted what was hers back yeah um it's one of those like side characters that are yeah important to the plot but not an important enough character to give them kind of maybe like a backstory or any like real i mean maybe in the comic books i didn't get that far yeah um but yeah i definitely do see her being a Hufflepuff. Okay, yeah. Hufflepuff or maybe even Muggle. So that's our list. How did you feel about that? I feel like we did a phenomenal job. I did too. Um, I think we should do it again, yeah. honestly. I think with different characters. It was a challenge, in all honesty, mm-hmm. to find so many characters um, that aren't necessarily maybe even main characters, but to not find stereotypical characters. Yeah. To be like, oh, well, yeah, we are obviously going to get the stereotypical bad guy. Of course, we have, like, a couple in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really I really liked it. I think next time we shouldn't... I don't, I don't want to say, like, we repeat the same formula. But we do, like, different, I guess, series. Or, like, different characters. And then not only, like, Hogwarts houses, but we can do, like, maybe, like, lightsabers and... Oh, yeah. You know, what the lightsabers mean. That'd be pretty cool. Maybe if you ever got into, like, Hunger Games or Divergent or... Won't do that. Uh. (laughs) Well, we'll see. We'll see what other things maybe we can, like, sort people into. Yeah. Um, So, thank you for sticking with us for another hour. Um, Depending on how long this episode is after editing. Maybe even an hour and 15 or an hour and 20. Maybe even more. So, in the end, really cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was um, a different a different thing for us to do. Yeah. Catch us next week. And you can find us on all major platforms except for Twitter. Yeah. And and we are I can't talk today. Um it's That's like the first time you messed up today. What do you mean you can't talk today? My brain just scrambled eggs. You were perfect until it hit ten o'clock. So You're maybe, not wrong. Maybe it's just your bedtime. So um you can find us at Breakout the Popcorn. And then you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Mm-hmm. Is that the only social media? I want to say yes. Yeah. We're going to You're say, the yeah. social media person. Oh. And then you can find us on anywhere you find your local podcast, us being your favorite. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that on everyone. Yeah, your favorite podcast. Eventually they're going to believe it. Um, also, um, thank you guys for listening to us. Uh, yeah. We have been slowly watching it grow and... Um, we are almost at 140. 
I am so excited. I know it's not that far, but like I am grateful for every one person that subscribes. Y'all do not understand like, how. Like even listens. Yeah, man. Thanks for giving us a chance. For real. So, I mean, if you know a friend and you want to let them listen to us, I'd be super grateful. If you want to post this on your social media, I'd be super grateful. Also, if you have any suggestions for things you want us to do that are movie related, maybe it's like sorting people into certain things or covering a movie, watching a movie, whatever the case is, feel free to email us at breakoutthepopcorn at gmail.com. And we honestly have a whiteboard with everybody's ideas. Yeah. Um, or if you want to see something different. But on that note, you want to do it? No, I don't think I'm good at it. Okay. Roll credits. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.